Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I'm your host, Erica Pizzo, and today I wanted to get into a topic that is really near and dear to my heart, um, our walk with God and how emotional eating can impact that in our relationship with Him. Uh, you guys, I have experienced and struggled with emotional eating for many years. Um, it's a def- default of my brain. Like if I'm going through a hard day, if I am experiencing stress or overwhelm, it is my familiar crutch to go to emotional eating, um, to eat for comfort um, so that I can cope with whatever emotions I'm feeling. So I am coming on here today not as a person that is on a pedestal that has it all figured out, but instead as a friend who um, knows and understands and wants to walk alongside you if this is something you're going through as well. And I just haven't fully conquered this in my life, but I do feel God's grace in a much more powerful way now than I ever did. Um, And as I navigate moments of emotional eating, I can feel him with me and I feel more victory in this area of my life. So I wanted to like talk talk about all of this with you. And if this is something that you struggle with, I'm praying that you just listen to this and that you can kind of soak in some of this stuff. But trust me when I say this, you are like so not alone in this. This is a huge problem for men and women all over the world, and if you are someone who doesn't struggle with this, I would just encourage you to listen anyway because you probably have either a brother or sister in Christ in your life who struggles, and this will help you kind of see into their heart and kind of discover that emotional eating carries a lot of shame and baggage with it, and so I hope I can empower you just to be either a better friend to someone who struggles in your life or to kind of think about, um, take charge, and um, trust the Lord in this process if this is something that you are struggling with. I remember um, one day in therapy, I was given a really powerful visual by God on this topic, and um, I was talking to my therapist about how it's so hard when I am in the moment of stress or worry or my kids are being loud or crazy and no one wants to eat the dinner I've made, I just walk right over to the pantry and I stand there and I stare at it. And I'm not even hungry. Like I just ate dinner. I'm just staring at the pantry, just trying to find something to comfort me. I stand there just aimlessly looking at all the snacks um, and I almost always go for chocolate. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with chocolate. But the funny thing about this situation is that I'm not even hungry. Um, If you've experienced this and you're an emotional eater, you know what I'm talking about. You know this feeling. But I remember my therapist essentially asking me, um, where do you think God is in the room when this happens? And immediately I just, I pictured Jesus standing right next to me, um, looking at me with love in his eyes as I stood facing away from him looking at the pantry. And I didn't feel this like condescending tone. Like I didn't feel him saying under his breath, oh, come on, how can she do this again? Which is the voice of shame that I often hear in my head. But instead, I felt just a quiet sadness from him. I felt um, just his overwhelming love for me, but I felt a sadness from him that I wasn't choosing him in that moment. 
Um, so that was really, for me, a powerful visual of how Jesus waits for us. Um, and when we try to comfort ourselves with a bunch of other things, um, it can make him sad because he wants to be the first one we come to. He wants to be our best friend. He wants to be the one that comforts our emotions. And friends, I know I'm talking about emotional eating today, but this applies to so many areas of our lives. So many things we turn to, and we each have a different thing we turn to. For some of us, we turn to being busy, we obsess and clean and pack our schedules to avoid the emotions we're feeling. For others, we turn to food. We know it gives us a familiar comfort, and it even releases chemicals in our brain that make us feel good. So we turn to that. Others of us turn to things like self-loathing and self-hatred, and we think because we feel this way, because we can't handle our lives, we pack on the guilt and shame and throw ourselves like a major pity party. And the shame leads us into feelings of depression. So I'd love to be able to like point out to you exactly what you turn to. That would be great if I could just tell you right now what you turn to in your emotions and your hard days. But only God can really do that. Only he can search your heart. So Jeremiah 17, 7 through 9 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So the reason I chose this verse for this topic is for three reasons. One, God says if we choose to trust him, we are blessed. Trust is the main issue here. By choosing to eat or clean or distract or numb ourselves, we are essentially saying we don't trust that um, talking to God is all that we need in that moment. And two, um, being planted by that stream um, like it says in that verse, by being rooted in God's word and his promises, that will give us fruit, um, even in the years of drought. So even in the hardest seasons of our lives, we will still do good for God. He will still use us. Um, he will still accomplish his purpose in us and through us. So even if it feels like a drought, if it feels like we're not doing the right thing, he's promised that he's going to give us good fruit and give us good works in our life where he's working through us. Um, and lastly, God is the one who knows our hearts. So if we ask him, like, what is going on in our heart? What are we turning to? Um, what are we using to comfort ourselves? He will reveal to us what is going on inside and why we emotionally eat or why we turn to other things. Um, and I have really good news here. If you're feeling like convicted about any of this, if you feel the Holy Spirit just like pressing on your heart and you're saying, wow, I need to work on this, that is actually a really beautiful thing because God has decided to not leave you in a place of doubting and distrust and emotional numbing. He has decided to work on this in you and he is doing something incredible in your life. Everything he starts in you, he brings it to full fruition, and it's never wasted. So he cares enough to work on this in you. He cares enough to bring you out of 
a place of numbing, a place of being busy, a place of, you know, feeling like you have to get away from your emotions. He'd rather get down into the emotions with you and talk to you about it. So next time you feel the call to emotionally eat, I want you to picture God in the room. I want you to carry that visual with you where you think he might be. And in your heart, I want you to come to him first with your emotions. So if you choose to still eat after that, that's okay. His love for you never fails. But he is doing something new in you. He is changing you. He's working on you. He loves you beyond belief. And he doesn't want to leave you in a place of uncertainty, in a place of turning to the wrong things. He cares too much to let that happen. So I want to leave you with a few simple steps because if you're anything like me, you feel like convicted about something and then you're like, give me something practical. I want to work on this. Um, And so this is not an exhaustive list. I just want to remind you that this might look different for you too. Only God and you can decide what happens in those moments where you're tempted to take your emotions to anything other than him. But these are just a few small things that have really helped me and changed me and moved me closer to Jesus and away from my pantry. (laughs) So first, it's important to tell God how you're feeling in that moment. Stuffing down your emotions and avoiding them could actually lead you to more emotional eating later on. So try to pause and let God know how you're actually doing. Secondly, ask your body what it's really needing, what it really needs. Ask, am I, am I truly hungry right now or what do I really need? For me, often it's just that I need some time outside. I need a break from what I'm doing or just a moment to rest and relax, which leads me to the third point. Stop striving, stop doing whatever you're doing, stop working and choose to rest. Take a deep breath. Ask God to help you turn to him, to invite his spirit into this moment and to fill you with his peace. Whatever you are working on, just stop for a moment and sit down and invite him to sit with you. Lastly, call or text a friend for prayer. This has been huge for me, um, reaching out to people and just asking them to asking them for help. I know it's hard. I know asking for help is really hard but you can do it. You have friends and family in your life that would love to just drop everything and pray for you. So reach out to that person. Maybe you just have one person in your life like that, but reach out to them. Let them know what you need prayer for and just release this burden to someone else um, so that it can break the bondage of that sin in your life and it brings it into the light. Um, ultimately Satan's goal here is to convince you that God's solution for your emotions is not going to work. So you might as well just comfort yourself with a million other things. He's going to try to tell you that like sitting down and being with God, um, facing your emotions is just way too hard. He doesn't want you to believe that God can handle what you're feeling, that he has your best interest in mind. So as we fight against this, as we choose to do the hard thing by facing what is causing our emotional eating, we are experiencing true victory in Christ. And none of this can happen apart from God. It's his grace that you're even able to experience this moment of freedom. So at the end of it, just thank him for it. Just be like, wow, God, I just experienced victory. Thank you. 
So friend, let me pray for us. I know this is a really heavy topic, but one that I believe just needs to be talked about. Um, and thanks for sticking with me. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I um, have been on such a journey with you with emotional eating. I know that you are smiling up in heaven as I'm praying about this because you've seen me at my lowest lows and highest highs on this. And Lord, over the years, I have grown so much closer to you because you've chosen to work on this in me. And for the sweet friends that are listening, um, if they feel that they are turning to something, it might not be food, it could be other things that they turn to, whatever they're turning to, Lord, help them to stop striving for those things. Help them to lay it down at your feet and say, Jesus, I just need you. I need you to be the one to satisfy my heart. I need you to be the one to be in my emotions with me and help me sort through what I'm feeling and so, Lord, I just pray that they would take that step towards you today. This is going to be a journey. They're not going to just arrive today if, as soon as they start doing this. And I think they know that if they've been struggling like I have for many years. But I believe that you are in the middle of all of this and you're working on this. And we know that when you start working on something, you see it all the way to completion. And we thank you that you are that kind of God that works on those things in us. So I pray for the sweet ones listening that they would find victory in you through this process and that they would be able to see through Satan's lies and that they can um, tell that what he's telling them about you and your character is not true. So Lord, we thank you for this day. In your name, amen. All right, friends, that is it for today. I know I sound like a broken record, but could you please rate the podcast? I would. It would mean so much to me because... The way that podcasts work is the more that they are rated, the more they're showed to other people. And so I just want other women to get this kind of encouragement. So just by rating the podcast, you are sending it out to other women and putting it in front of other eyes. So I so, so appreciate you guys. I've seen some reviews come in and I just love the words you're giving me. And I'm just so grateful. It fills my cup to know that this podcast is blessing you guys. So you can do that, and also you can always visit yourtemplecare.com. That's where I put all my blog posts on there and just weekly updates through the email list and encouragement for you guys. So um, I cannot wait to see you next time.